Hello and welcome to episode 18 of your weekly cricket podcast Stride Drive coming straight at you today. This is your host Uday and I am joined by Sarath for this episode. Continuing our tradition that we started last week, we are making this episode as well a two-part episode. The first one we discussed the women's T20 review that has happened between India and South Africa recently with our renowned guest Radha with us here. Welcome Radha to the episode. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm doing very well. Thank you. As we know, India lost the first two T20s in the series and came back strong with a comprehensive win in the third T20i. What do you think about uh, the overall series, uh, Radha? How did the series go for you? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we had predicted, I mean, at least I had predicted that it will go down to the third match, which was not the case. So that was disappointing to see that um, the hangover of ODIs was felt very much when it came to the first couple of T20s. The first one, we were very well destroyed, just completely outplayed. The second one, you know, we snatched defeat from the jaws of victory, which was, again, pretty sad to see. And the third one, obviously, was a very good, comfortable, comprehensive win for us. So a lot of learnings to take out of this T20 series. And um, it's it's very mixed, you know, it's bittersweet to see so many people. We, we see that, oh, they were still rusty in the T20s because three, four of the people were playing international cricket for the first time. Right? Arundhati Reddy, Shifali Varma, Harleen Deol. They didn't play the ODI. So for them, they had no time at all to get prepared and to get ready. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have to chalk it up to a bit of rustiness. But having said that, everything now can't be locked down, locked down, locked down. They should have worked during the lockdown as well. Uh, They've now got a good series under their belt. And hopefully we see more and more matches coming their way. Yeah, but as for the T20 series, it was a bittersweet one. But I enjoyed watching every ball of it. Absolutely, Radha. I think even though Indian women struggled a bit in the first two, the way that they came back in the third really sums it up like how much they want to win the series, at least uh, win the match and end on a high. Let's move on to the next question that we have. The powerhouse of uh, Indian batting is like the trio of Tefali, Smithy and Harman. In fact, uh, Harman actually missed the series because of injuries during the one-day series. How big did India miss Harman in this series? Would the result would have been different if Harman would have been in the team? I would argue yes, you know, because we missed Harman the leader, we missed Harman the fielder, Harman the batter and Harman the bowler. So one could argue that South Africa missed that in Danev and Neekirk as well. But uh, it, I mean, clearly South Africa have had more game time under their belt in 2021. So we definitely missed Harman, no doubt about that. And uh, talking about that powerhouse trio that we have, it's, it's so nice to see what a spectrum we're on. Shafali at 17. Smriti at 24, Harman I think is 31 or 32. It's it's a big uh, sort of range that we have and we've got all our other players slotting in in the middle. Having said that, we're still a very young team. But we definitely missed Harman. Maybe she could have won a few more tosses, who knows. Yeah, definitely, you know, you miss that stability in the middle order. You miss that calm leadership figure on the field as well. But uh, I, I, did, I do think that Smriti stepped up pretty well. Yeah, nicely summed up. When it comes to Indian team as a whole, they approach this series with an aim to shrug off their rustiness and prepare for the ODA World Cup, which is going to be in 12 months' time. But things didn't go as per planned. Somehow, we lost the momentum and the series. Right, let's get into each T20 in detail. Coming to the first T20, India were at triple one for two at the end of 16 overs and managed to score just 19 runs in the last four. So, how big of a problem is to not have finishers that can score big rather? Yeah, well, that would always be a problem. I think every team, you know, would be looking to strengthen every part of their batting lineup. I wouldn't necessarily say we don't have those players. I think those players just were not able to execute. And the first T20, you know, we we keep talking about this, but they have, there's no 
practice or there's no experience like playing in the middle and playing a competitive game so for them it didn't it didn't work in the first odi even to some extent in the second odi it didn't come off um having said that they are very capable of doing that we had arundhati reddy who's a great all rounder unfortunately you know, she came in too late and there was really no time or scope to execute anything at that point so there it's a definitely a problem it's definitely something india is going to work on they have a lot of takeaways from this entire series but i wouldn't say we don't have those players i think it's just about executing and figuring out if the top order doesn't do what they're supposed to do then how does the middle order handle this and they could have handled it much better but hopefully we'll see that happen in the coming matches india had the middle order strength especially with youngsters like richa ghosh and even deepthi sharma who is an absolute youngster and i still remember that innings of 188 that she scored in south africa i guess such a brilliant batter to watch if we talk about the first t20 even though india put up 130 i think south africa chased it pretty convincingly especially you know ann bosch and uh, sunil actually put up a great partnership uh, and just they chased it in uh, 19 overs and so right so there isn't much that india could do because the south africa batters were so good on that day and uh, even the pitch didn't offer much to our bowlers yeah but one question uh, that we want to talk about especially in the second t20i and even paulami at cricket uh, over 17 actually put up a question for that richa ghosh talk us through her innings the way that she came out and scored 44 out of 26 balls in the second t20i is absolutely brilliant to watch especially those square cuts and all how did you feel about uh, richa ghosh and how good of an asset is she going into the future Yeah definitely so Rajag Ghosh I haven't watched too much of her domestic scene so I remember her from the World Cup last year and she came in in the World Cup final because Tanya Bhatia had concussion protocol substitution so she was taken off and Rajag came in and it was I think the occasion had just gotten to her because she came in quite late you know the the match was lost I mean India were chasing too big of a total and the wickets had fallen and the crowd the atmosphere so I remember her from that Richa Ghosh and to see her come into this occasion and really command her presence out in the middle was very refreshing to see and coming in at 5 is never easy you know you, you could argue that your top order Shifali Smriti Harleen they've all got out now and she's coming in ball after ball you know she kept hitting boundaries and I was like how long is this going to last you know is this just a spurt that she has or is it something that she can carry and continue till the end of the innings and she was 44 not out of 26 balls and that was very crucial to even get us to that fighting stage in the second innings you know where it came down to the last couple of balls and laura bulwart obviously finished it you know well very well for south africa but it was that richa ghosh stabilizing off the the indian batting innings so i was very impressed with her obviously she didn't have too good of a second innings in the field she dropped a bunch of catches and you know let some balls slip through her feet and hands but uh, it's all a learning experience and she'll definitely take a lot of confidence and has provided a lot of confidence for everyone watching her yeah i think young players in the indian cricket team both men and women are having some great time <laughs> uh, so yeah i can come into the bowling front rather the main problem for india is lack of wicket taking bowlers in the team and also some poor fielding has costed us this series even the spin try of uh, gaikwad poonam and deepthi have failed to live up to expectations and also pacers like arundhati and simran have have been ineffective to do so any word on them Yeah, you know, agreed. I mean, our bowlers. You you would argue that in the first two matches, our bowlers probably let us down, and in the third match, our bowlers won us the game. We remember that Shafali blitz, but it was Rajeshwari who you know who set that innings up for Shafali. She spiked it, and then you know Shafali went and did that smash. So 
You're absolutely right that we've had a lack of wicket-taking in the series as a whole, be it the ODI, be it in the store in general. Again, you know, we have had a few debutants. Simran has been one. And I think Arundhati Reddy did not probably live up to, you know, her caliber because there was a no ball in the second T20, which probably cost us the match. She will obviously take that as a learning experience. And again, that's the only way you learn is from those high pressure situations. And that's why these series are so important. That's why friendly series like this are so important for our women to get that high pressure environment, because then when you make it to a World Cup final, like they have been doing, you'll get over the line. So our bowling has not been up to par. I'm sure they're aware of that. We as viewers are aware of that. I think credit where's credit's due. South Africa's batting has been exceptional. It's not just when one player, you know, we have Shafali at the top of the run charts and then we have a cluster of South Africans because they all are performing. One or the other one is performing or they have a string of 50s within one match, which is very important. So countering India's bowling very well was a big asset for South Africa and that's why they've taken the trophy home with them. Absolutely. We all know how much Rajeshwari made an impact in the series. In fact, she is the bowler with least economy rate in this series. Absolutely brilliant bowling in the third T20I where uh, we could pull the things back and give a win for India. But uh, one of our users in the air has a question, uh, Radha, where is Harleen Diol uh, the next big all-rounder in the Indian cricket? Because uh, she scored... Uh, 80-odd runs in the three T20s coming at number three, as well as she bowled brilliantly as far as I could see. Uh, what are your comments there? Why not? You know, why would you say that she isn't? She's definitely up and coming there. She's from Chandigarh, which is my hometown. So I have a special attachment to her as well. But yeah, Harleen Dhawan, you know, again, in the Women's T20 Challenge, not, might not have seen too much of her or the best of her capabilities. Even in the T20 World Cup, she was more of a, a substitute, a bench warmer. But it's very good to see that just observing those situations, she's learning from that. And she's taking away a lot of things. She's working on her own skill. And, you know, coming out after one year in the first T20 at number three, never easy, hitting the 50 like she did. Credit to her. She bowled, I think she's consistently bowled in each of the T20s as well. Um, she was handed the 19th over in the second T20I right at that crucial stage. So clearly she is dependent on, you know, the, the Indian skipper and the Indian team is dependent on her for a bunch of things within the squad, a lot of contributions from her end. If she's the next big all-rounder, absolutely. We'll take that any day. I'm sure she'll take that as well. It's a question of continuously working hard and never saying, okay, you know, I'm at the top now because there's always something you can improve on. And as soon as she keeps doing that, you see Marazan captain, the best of the best, Nat Siver. They continue to work on their games. And that's why they're the top all-rounders in the world today. So it just comes down to that. Um, you know, your team could win everything, but you have to keep working on yourself. And I'm sure she's going to do that. As absolutely delighted with our Indian all-rounders, especially Deepthi and a lot of youngsters coming like Harleen, who could bowl and bat as well. Even recently, Harmanpreet is bowling good. So a lot of positive signs for India going forward at least. But talking about the positive outcomes of the series, the first thing that pops up and everyone talking about is Shefali Varma. It reminded us the desert storm innings from Sachin Tendulkar. Even Shafali scored like 130 runs at a jaw-dropping strike rate of 156 in the series. So talk us through the Shafali Verma innings that everyone is talking about and how good was she? Again, you know, you give the girl game time. Look what she produces. Two T20s in, she reclaimed the number one rank in world T20 batters. She then said, okay, you know what? I've claimed the title. Let me show you what I'm made of and did what she did in the third T20. That Shifali Verma innings, you know, she's a prodigy. It's very clear that she is already a superstar and you can argue she has 10 plus years left in the Indian setup and in the international cricket setup. So it's very important for 
her as a player to stay grounded you know keep working then you look at the team the team have to protect her they have to safeguard her it can't just be a case of here's a superstar because um again you you can argue in the the world cup final last year the occasion got to her a little bit she she i mean she got out in the first over and she just stood there she couldn't believe that she has to walk off now so and that comes with a sudden blast of fame with a sudden blast of reporters headlines and you know that kind of happens when a prodigy in india makes it i think probably happened with sachin when he was 16 17 as well and uh, then you know you, you now i would think that sponsorship is going to be thrown at her money is going to be thrown at her a lot of fame a lot of opportunities so it's important for her management to be very secure to be very smart because that's the only way you can really actually cultivate a good player and make sure that she stays grounded stays you know with her focus in mind and doesn't get too distracted because that could happen to anyone when it comes to sudden fame sudden money and um sudden recognition which obviously she deserves all of that she's a splendid player uh, as for the the innings in the third t20 exceptional you know taking on shabna mishmal in the first over 18 runs of the first over i think 70 runs of a power play it's just unheard of and uh, the game was over you know the men's odi bowled five six overs and the indian innings was pretty much wrapped up by then so that's that's how quick that innings was and that's how quickly india managed to chase that down so yeah absolute credit to her and i want to see her in the odi setup very soon Uh, you are absolutely right rather young players like this they need a support system behind them so that they don't don't get deviated from all this well said so the amount of confidence also which uh, which safali has started her innings is absolutely amazing for someone who is under 20 right so now that we are come to talking about the positives another good thing that came out of this series is the young blood into the t20 squad for india the entire squad in the t20 is is within 20s uh, with the captain herself being 24 so is this the new era of indian women cricket on the rise rather yes absolutely you hit the nail on the head you know our average age in each t20 was 22 point something so when you have a team that's that young and is able to do what they've done what they've shown after a little bit of game time and you know confidence put into them it's a golden era we're looking at i mean we're looking at that team go into an odi world cup go into a commonwealth games and go into a t20 world cup in 2023 i mean there's no way that this team doesn't just soar and fly because you know the way that our players are being cultivated from such a young age is quite incredible to see you know we don't unfortunately we don't have a very clear setup within the indian women's cricket system you know there, there aren't too many academies there isn't too much of domestic play here and there but to see these girls come to the international stage the biggest stage that they could be and do what they do it's very good to see so with a little bit of experience with uh, shikha pandey ekta bish harman and that big pocket of youngsters that we have it's just completely exciting very very cool to see where this team is going to go right talking about youngsters how good was radha yadav any suggestions from one radha to the other <laughs> by the way did you manage to get the bcci jersey with radha engraved on oh, the back so for that second question absolutely i mean after uh, i think after the second t20i itself i place my order so hopefully it should be coming very soon i'll share a picture of it when it reaches yeah look i am so proud to be named radha i mean you know it's it's lovely to see my namesake out there she, i think she's the same age as me as well go out and do what she does um you know 50 i think she's picked up 50 international t20 wickets in this series she has 20 she's on a 26 game run of having picked up a wicket you know consecutively which is just a purple patch if you ask me it's, like, it's exceptional i don't know what it is but the, you know in the odi she had her debut recently and it didn't go off too well and then the format switches and something clicks in her brain and she puts out performances like she does 
and uh, you know we've seen all over twitter saying that you know in outside in the, in the indian outfield there is radha yadav and then there is not radha yadav there's everybody else so her fielding is exceptional the way she chases down the ball like a cheetah it's very cool you know we need more players like her we need players to see her and observe her and learn from her even not just youngsters coming up but her peers and her colleagues who are currently in the squad as well she is a great example of a very fit athlete tight bowler someone who's very accurate and very precise in her bowling and yeah no suggestions for me my suggestion would be keep doing what you do don't stop we'll be supporting you uh, as usual from back home but yeah exceptional exceptional talent for india i mean hopefully we see more more accolades go her way <laughs> let's hope both the radhas get succeed in their life uh, bcca or boria majumdar has uh, fully dealt with the women's uh, indian premier league even boria has yesterday saying that yeah, bcca is not happy with having four teams uh, they are still not confident of the B- uh, indian cricket team so even the poor dealing of uh, women's cricket indian premier league has happened in sharjah in 2022 so tell us a story about your comments on that radha Yeah you know it's disappointing firstly BCCI don't come out with anything you know well within time so we're hearing this from like a source who has a contact in the board and you know it's just a very messy situation and at this point it's just disbelief like everyone is numb with confusion and with disappointment and silence from the board that we just don't know what to do like they don't want to say anything and then two days before an international series then announce some squad right so i mean my thoughts on this whole women's IPL thing is it's unacceptable if you ask they said oh we'll have a token exhibition game in 2018 or oh, we'll have three teams in 2019 oh pandemic hit you know sorry 2020 we'll just stick with three teams 2021 pakka will give you four teams then they don't have a series for india suddenly they have a series and they say now they say that we're not going to have a four team ipl because you lost the series which makes zero sense to me because players need more game time to start winning series you can't it's like the cricket australia you know cutting off the wbbl if australia lose the series versus new zealand that's coming up sunday starting on sunday it, it makes zero sense you if your players are not having enough game time they consistently losing games your solution has to be to fuel them with more games it has to be to fuel them with more experienced shoulders you know rubbing shoulders with the likes of tammy bowman danny wyatt megan shoot that's the only way they're going to learn how to play international players and how to play versus other nations so for me it's very disappointing you know we constantly it's, it's a state of uh, disappointment state of just being upset i feel a bit sick when i think about this whole situation and how our women do so well despite this entire system and you know they should be doing well because of the system and because what the system is providing to them which is not the case so um hope i'm still waiting to hear i have that one last sliver of hope waiting to hear officially from bcci what their plan is i have a feeling it'll come way too late you know before anyone can even outrage protest do anything they'll say oh we're going to have three teams and tomorrow it's going to start in this location which is again you know just going back in circles this is not growth it's not progress it's not development it's just something that they do as an afterthought which is very disappointing yeah so that's my take on it yeah you rightly put it everata because when i look at the women's schedule for the next one year what i see is like the world cup that is happening in the next year so in the march of 2022 the world cup is going to happen in new zealand and if i look at the schedule uh, that's what is coming up in the crick bazaar crick in wherever we look at the schedule right so it's so disappointing to see whereas uh, there are lots and lots of matches and series that are being planned on the men's side uh, the way that bci is handling this uh, is is really not right because as you mentioned even as uh, mithali has mentioned having uh, a good game time actually brings the best out of the players right and that's what is missing for indian women especially in this time 
right? So talking about uh, Mithali in a recent interview with NDTV, she said she wants to win a World Cup for India. So can India play for Mithali D like how they played for Sachin in 2011 and win us the World Cup? I, I have to say yes. You know, India, have, I mean, not even just the sentimental factor. You just look at the facts and India have been in the last two finals of the, the last two World Cups that we've had, ODI and T20. So it's very clear that a big stage doesn't scare us. probably the biggest stage which is the world cup final that's what we get a little overwhelmed by but a pathway to the final is very clear and cut for us if we just play good cricket we stick to our techniques we stick to our processes and execute them well so mithali is going to be you know as much as we play for mithali in 2022 she's going to be a big factor in winning matches for us her leadership we've seen again you know not having played for a year but coming back and um, captaining our team very well in five odis playing you know making runs when nobody else was making runs it shows that her experience of 20 21 years is very valuable and going into that world cup she knows it's going to be her swan song you know it's probably going to be the last major event for her i would i hope not but it it would seem like that for her and julian as well so india is going to have everything on the line you know it's not going to be conditions that favor us like it was in 2011 it was it was our home turf but we've seen that you know nations are coming to our home turf and beating us so we have to adapt to any turf that we play at we have to adapt to any crowd thankfully you're being such a big nation and such a cricket crazy nation any stadium in the world is probably going to have half of the indian fans present in any case so that should not be an issue we're going to have support you know if not cheering at the stadium definitely online back home is going to be a lot of support for them it's a question of execution yeah let's hope that uh, india win the world cup next time and give it a gift to mithali and julian Uh, let's take uh, some of the user questions rada uh, we have a user sandeep choudhary who is asking uh, what are the things that need to be taken to make a pool of at least 30 players just when the seniors move away from the team i mean it's simple what do you do to make a pool of 30 players when the indian men seniors attack you have a domestic setup you have a franchise setup which is the ipl you look at the players who are playing well you contract them and you train them you take them for series some of them will sit on the bench but they will learn when they're playing in the nets and the next time out they'll they'll be in that playing 11 i think it's it's simple it's the same for any sport in the world you know you cultivate it through a grassroots development system australian women's cricket does that very well we have football in the us that i follow very closely they have a great college system from the college you know they have a good college setup and then they draft people into their franchise domestic league as well so it comes down to just getting them when they're young and putting your faith in them it's not that oh you're not delivering so we're not going to back you it has to be a case of we're going to back you so that you eventually deliver because that's how it works for the virat kohlis that's how it works for you know anybody in the world so that's how it should work for the women's setup as well that's why i feel you know sometimes people forget that women's sport is also a business you have to invest in it and that's when you're going to get returns you can't sit and wait for returns and say i'm not getting anything why should i put my money in there that's really not how it works so it comes down to believing in them like you do for the men's setup it's is as simple as that you're saying it exactly right radha i hope at least someone from the pcca would listen to you and take up some steps that you suggested let's move to the next question that we got from parishi jain what about smriti mandana's captaincy what are the positives out of her and what can be made to improve that because uh, i see out of 70 20s that she captained india win only two of them Uh, of course uh, it's not the captain's fault all the time but uh, what are, what's your take on that yeah smriti mandhana obviously uh, a great player no doubt about that she has a history of captaining in the token exhibition women's t20 challenges that we have so she knows leadership she knows captaincy 
she has been to the WBBL. She's been to the Kia Super League. So she has been captained by foreign players as well, which is very crucial. You get uh, to know a working of an international player's brain, right? Which a lot of the Indian squad don't have, unfortunately. So she, as a 24-year-old, brings a lot to the table in terms of her head, her leadership, her brain. Tosses haven't gone our way. That is something we can't control. I really, you know, that, this is why I encourage people to watch the post-match presentation ceremony that happens because you get a very good insight into the captain's brain and what they were thinking was it executed well what they can improve because when when I heard her talk Anjum Chopra you know asked her that you know tosses aren't going your way like you know what's the solution she said the toss is not a factor in us losing sure it's a bit of an inconvenience but we're not going to say hey, we lost the toss too bad we'll try to win the toss next time it's a question of what you do with the situation you are presented with and for her to, let's say, in the second D20I, give Harley and Deol the ball in the 19th over, that's not something uh, an inexperienced captain would do. You wouldn't give your, you know, number three batter the ball in a penultimate over in a very tight chase. But you do that because you have a plan, you have a vision, you think that this out-of-syllabus bowler is going to really put problems for the batters out in the middle. So I would like to say that her captaincy was very good in this series. But I feel like she, as a, as a leadership head, even out in the middle when she was there with the bat, Shafali was hitting it big and she was timing the ball. She didn't throw her wicket away in third T20, which is very crucial to see. You know, we see that, oh, 113 runs, let me hit big. If I get out, it's fine. You know, we have so much batting and we have some 20 runs to make, it'll be fine. But she hung in there with any, in the next batters that came out, she was there. She said, calm down. We just have to do this, this and this, and we're going to win this game. So not just her leadership on the field, but out in the middle as two batters as well is very crucial. And I'm kind of happy that she is the captain because Right from the opening partnership, we have a leadership figure on the field. And we have someone who's guiding this prodigy of a star in Shafali Verma. Then we have Harleen Deol, who's very young. Richa Ghosh comes out. So we need someone to guide them. Mitali probably did that for her when she was 16, 17. So that's what she's paying it forward. And it's really cool to see. You put it exactly right, Pratha, because experienced figure like Mitali shapes the youngster's career into the right path. Even uh, Julan talking to the young fast bowlers like Arundhati Reddy should help her a lot. Right? Taking the next question, Ritvika Dhar actually put out a question that whether India should go with a keeper like Tanya or Richa, who is a great prospect with the bat, should they back her as a wicketkeeper? What's your take there? Yeah, I did watch her keeping in the third T20. I believe she does keep quite often in the domestic setup. Not so much in the international scene yet. She's just 17. Uh, it's it's a great question. You know, it's a dilemma that I've been thinking about. A lot of people who follow the team closely have been thinking about. In this case, Tanya Bhatia wasn't even selected. So giving Richard the gloves was a good call. The fact that you can potentially take your very good batter who has a place in the eleven, give the gloves to her and put another batter, another bowler in the eleven is very big. It's a game changer for any team and especially for the Indian team as well. You know, we, we probably didn't need the, the batters that we had because Shafali did everything, but it was it was crucial to see that tactical move being made and the confidence being given to her. Now, obviously, there is a question of her handing her the long rope and saying, you know, let's back you as a wicketkeeper. You train wicketkeeper half the time, you train as a batter half the time, and we'll see how that turns out. But I definitely think Tanya Bhatia should be in that 11. Her wicketkeeping skills are good enough to get her in that 11. Richa is a good backup, you know, even with the Indian men's side, you, you don't just have one wicket keeper, you know, because they get injured, you have KL Rahul there, or they get injured, you have someone else there. So you need at least a backup. I think Richa is a great backup. She can learn a lot from Tanya because there are just some facts that I'll, I'll credit to Women's Click Zone. I saw it in one of their videos, but since Tanya Bhatia's debut in 2018, no other women's wicket keepers had as many dismissals as she has had. 
And in the 50 T20s that she's played, she's had 67 dismissals, which are great statistics for anyone. Like you see those stats and you say, you know, I'll take that. She's in my team for sure. So obviously her batting has not been up to par. We see her numbers in the batting arena, but she has batted at what eight to 10 different positions within the lineup itself. There, she doesn't have any, you know, idea that where I'm going to bat today. And for that reason, it becomes harder to score because she's not able to adapt to any situation because she's thrown from here to here and here to there. Keeping that aside, obviously, that's something she's going to work on. Everyone has to have more than one skill when you contribute to a, a team. You have to be in the 11 because you're a good bowler and a good fielder or a good leader and a good batter. You know, ha- you have to have multiple skills. That w- that's what makes you more valuable. No questions asked. Tanya Bhatia should be in the, the T20 11 for me. Richa Ghosh is a great second fiddle for um, wicket-keeping choices in India. If Tanya Bhatia is out for personal reasons, put Richa in. If she's injured, put Richa in. But don't just put Richa in and say, okay, Tanya, bye. We don't need you. I don't think that's correct. So yeah, I would definitely keep Tanya in. But it's, it's a great question. It's a great dilemma. And it's good competition for both of them, right? Because they both are now competing for one wicket-keeping spot, which will just push them to be better as well. Exactly, Radha. It's so heartwarming to see a lot of youngsters like Shefali, Radha Yadav, even uh, Richab. They're just 17, 18 years old and playing international cricket with such grace. It is brilliant to watch. I just hope, as we discussed, BCCI schedules more and more matches so that they get more match time, as well as uh, we get a chance to talk to you and discuss these matches as well. So uh, that brings us uh, to end of this section, in fact. Radha, thank you so much for joining again. As we did in the last episode, just uh, tell our listeners where they can find you and where they can watch the content that you post. We are big fans of your Twitter and tell our listeners as well. Well, Uday and Sharad, thank you for having me on again. It's been a very good discussion as usual. Anyone listening can find me at Radha Lach Gupta on Twitter and on Instagram. And yeah, I have a personal project called She Talks Ball where I discuss women's sports. I provide coverage and content for them. I will be also covering the New Zealand versus Australia series that is coming up very soon. So you can catch me there. And I'm always open to discussing women's sports and women's cricket with everyone. So yeah, hit me up. Thank you, Radha. Thank you very much. Oh, 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 oh,